Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we have the Project Accelerator and Launchpad of the Hedera Hashgraph Headstarter with their founder, Tudor. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. Good to have you. It's very, very exciting. There's so much going on with you all, and why don't we just dive right into it? Yeah, let's. I mean, uh, there, there's a lot to talk, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I always, I always uh, say to people uh, uh, that crypto is one day per hour, and uh, we've been really deep into Hedera ecosystem over the past, publicly over the past year or so with Headstarter, and it definitely feels like it's been a long time. There've been so many developments, uh, and yeah, it's just a, it's just a pleasure to see the ecosystem growing in. Incredible. Happy that you guys took a liking to to our space and uh, really love the work that you guys are doing and highlighting some of the best projects. Likewise, we're not here for only the best. Yeah, we're here for the ones that want to grow the most as well, you know. And that just comes with, I guess you could say, time and time and money at this point in the game. But uh, so yeah. let's really let's just dive straight into it. You guys call yourselves a project accelerator, and uh, when you say project accelerator, what do you mean? Yeah, well, um, so let me let me start from the beginning. With um, so, I've been in the space in the Hedera space from soft times, um, and uh, was kind of like outside looking in. Um, never really was like a true insider, so to say. But um, we, I, I, I had a group of of uh, some passionate H barbarians. Uh, some former uh, Hedera ambassadors from back in the day. And uh, we really were mind blown of what uh, can be built on Hedera because it's unlike other any other blockchain. So in my opinion, and uh, I think the technology should open up the, the, the imagination of a lot of folks. And we, I started pretty early on trying to build something on Hedera. Obviously, I mean, I've been, I've been in the crypto space uh, class of 2017, um, and been, uh, meddling around with, with DeFi on other protocols, advisory, organizing a crypto meetup, uh, here in Dubai. And, um, really wanted to, to do something palpable on Hedera. And that's why I co-founded the project in 2019, uh, I believe, or 2020 it's called the taskbar. So it, it's a gig economy marketplace, but, Back in, in, in those days, um, from all the other par- uh, projects that we're building on Hedera, we really saw that the ecosystem is being underfunded. There's a lot of people that are passionate that are trying to develop applications on top of Hedera. But unfortunately, there wasn't that much VC interest, angel investor interest, and everybody was kind of like bootstrapping. right? And you see some of the earlier projects that are still uh, chugging along, right? You see Walla Wallet, for example, and... Um, they've been in the space uh, forever, right? And because because of this, uh, because we wanted to help grow the, the Hedera ecosystem, we um, I, I realized that that funding plays a very very important role, and that's why the first thing uh, that that we did once we heard about the smart contracts 2.0 that finally you're going to have smart contracts interact with token service. 
we realize that we're going to be able to uh, to to deliver on something that has been very popular in in other layer ones, which is the launchpad concept, right? So an IDEO launchpad was the first uh, milestone that we wanted to achieve with Head Starter, and we did so. We as soon as uh, the smart contracts 2.0 were live, we uh, we we worked very fast. I remember even now. The, the the devs are still still blame me for the pressure that that I put on them to to really uh, to really push the envelope there. Uh, we got uh, the smart contract audit and we went there as fast as we could with the IDO for our native uh, token, the HST token. And um, since then, uh, we realized that obviously there weren't of the best of market conditions. Um, but speaking to projects and. We've been speaking to, I think to date, more than 150 projects that either are trying to build on Hedera to some extent, have been building on Hedera, but they need help with different things. Um, we realized that in order for us to be able to have as many projects come to the, the, the moment that they launch on the mainnet and they have this IDO event or INO event, right, uh, when they, 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 they finally let's say, open up to mainnet, um, they, they still need support with, with various uh, uh, areas. And it can be from legal, it can be in terms of development, it can be uh, human resources, uh, all over the place. Uh, there's various projects that have various uh, needs. And that's why we wanted to make sure that we can provide a 360 solution for all the projects that are building in the Hedera space where inside the accelerator, they can leverage the services that they might need uh, and help them grow to the point that they are ready for an uh, uh, IDO, INO event. Uh, not only that, but one other mile that we want to go with the accelerator and what we're pushing for um, a lot is making sure that not only we have the service providers and the mentors to be able to take these projects to the next level, but we also want to make sure that we have the uh, avenues necessary for them to tap into funding, whether that's uh, venture capital funding, whether that's angel investment. Um, there can be multiple avenues there. But obviously, in order for, 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 for projects to grow into the blue chip projects that will be representatives from, for the Hedera network going outside into the mainstream, uh, you need to, to make sure that you have a lot of backing for these these projects and uh, yeah that's that's what that's why we call ourselves the the an accelerator we we have different layers to to uh to to this uh process and we we are working towards streamlining uh, streamlining it a lot more and um that's one of our main focuses right now um we've, we're helping them sometimes informally but uh we want the the accelerator to go into a whole new, uh, let's say, uh, on whole new phase going forward, and sure. uh, and uh, that's one of our priorities. Nice. So it's more or less an all in all in one stop shop for anything sort of Hedera related, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to develop really anything on Hedera or get any sort of funding, you can come to Headstarter and they will guide you along the whole entire way. That's great to hear. Yeah. Provided you're willing to KYC. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not this is, I mean, um, KYC is an interesting topic yeah. and, uh, maybe we can yeah. discuss about it a bit because, yeah. um, in the, in the, in the, in the crypto space, 
with such um, uh, with where regulations are still unclear. You, a lot of people are in a position where they want to innovate in DeFi. They want to innovate in the Web3 space, but certain regulations uh, where, where they are located in, or they just want to, to maintain a level of anonymity so that in case they come under scrutiny, uh, then they, they won't suffer the consequences. And we've seen this, this trend a bit in the Web3 space over 2022, where there were a lot of projects that were pushing innovation and they were staying anonymous or pseudonymous, not because necessarily they had bad intentions, but because of they, they were concerned and they were trying to, to uh, walk the fine line that unfortunately we have to uh, in, in, as entrepreneurs in, in, the, in the crypto space. And yeah, on the KYC side, obviously, I mean, once regulations will be more clear and we're uh, probably months away from having more clear regulations from the EU side of things, um, not sure about the US, but there's certain silos around the world, right, that have regulations. Speaking of, of Dubai, where I'm located, that you have the uh, VARA regulations and uh, there, there is a lot more uh, other places in the world, from Singapore to BVI, that are uh, formulating the right kind of framework so that projects that are building in the Web3 space can have the clarity necessary for them to confidently pursue their, their intentions. Transparency to build. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's important. And we don't, for, for, for IDOs, for example, we employ currently KYC, um, uh, but obviously as soon as we, we can, we, we, we definitely want to have like some zero knowledge on chain identity because that's the holy grail, right? And when it comes to regulations, when it comes to, uh, to, to, to certain, let's say, uh, aspects of the blockchain technology that want to be implemented by the, 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 the governments and, uh, institutions, um, we need to make sure that these features are implemented in the right way so that the, the technology is used uh, to enhance our current life rather than it uh, going down the dystopic route. So, um, yeah, it, it, I think it's, it comes under all our responsibility to, to be good pioneers for uh, a better future, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. One thing about <laughs> KYC is I just realized this recently. Like anybody can KYC and stay anonymous if they desire. And the way that I realized this was, so I was in a Twitter spaces and I forgot exactly who said it, but it was during the time that Hedera got compromised. So I guess later this last week. And um, they simply said that anybody could really KYC and all they'd have to do simply is just get some homeless person's information, you know, Find a homeless person's identification, you know, maybe slip them 20 bucks. Who knows? But there's there's many ways of getting around to that KYC loophole that I feel aren't really taken so seriously. And, you know, once you're able to get KYC from somebody else's identification, it could possibly, I mean, you could get away with a lot, I feel as if. But there's also a lot that you For won't now. get away with in the same time. Yeah. Just yeah, an idea. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> there, there are. I, def I definitely agree with you. There are loopholes yeah. in the current TradFi system. There are loopholes to get around the current uh, crypto system. And yeah, speaking of the exploit, right? I mean, uh, I know 
uh, a lot of people that have been trying to track down from the uh, Hashgraph Explorer uh, who is the wallet that did the exploit and then narrowed down the search to a mem- memo phrase that is related to his Binance account. Yeah. So, so if if there is if if this guy did the KYC with his identity on Binance, then uh, authorities should be able to to fi- to track yeah. him down. If he didn't, right? Then then we can speak about these 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 loopholes yeah. that. Unfortunately, I'm not sure how to uh, go circumvent and fix them. Yeah, it's just something to uh, kind of just keep in, keep in the topic of discussion when it comes to, you know, compromises and stuff, because it's unfortunate that there are still ways of, you know, being untraceable. But then again, it is also a positive because that's the whole point of Web3 is decentralization. You know, you, if you want to stay anonymous, you have that ability of doing so, although there might be risk, but... It's it's a good factor, I'd say. Just look at Metavision. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, and I think I think I think it's important to be able to uh, continue to maintain anonymity on the internet, whether that's evolving into the Web three space. And um, yeah, it, it it it's I think it's important for everybody's freedom, right? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if we put some guardrails to make sure that everybody is protected, especially when when it's uh, when when it comes to to uh, avenues as important as uh, DeFi, whatever has financial implications, right? You still have to have certain ways to to be able to protect the good actors in that space. And I think there are methods going forward in which we can have better security against. Um, Rug pulls. I think um, even uh, right. I I I, t- I tell everybody in the in the in the Hedera space. Unfortunately, we don't have as many uh, let's say reporting rails at the moment. But uh, you can always use chain abuse to report whatever uh, hacks uh, you see or you 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 unfortunately might might uh, fall victim to. But um, yeah, there, there's more ways. We're also trying to um, to to do some work uh, in this aspect, and um, yeah, I think uh, obviously there's a lot of work to be done in the Hedera space. We're still in such a nascent uh, phase in our growth. You have the infra- basic infrastructural pieces there. You have a lot of um, uh, age barbarians that are very excited about every new project that's coming along and. Uh, show their support. It's it's really amazing, you know. To, when you look at two years ago, how far we've come, right? Uh, and I think we owe it all to the uh, to the NFT movement, right? I mean, the go mints of the world that really pioneered uh, NFTs on Hedera uh, really contribute to to where we are here today. Very true. Yeah. My next question, Tudor, is simply. What would you say makes you more different than any other launchpad out there? Okay, well, um, everybody uh, appeals to 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 their segment of of the community and of uh, uh, entrepreneurs, innovators in the space. Uh, for Headstarter, we started off, as I mentioned earlier, as an ideal launchpad. So uh, we were uh, we employ smart contract functionality to facilitate um, swaps between native HBAR at the moment 
and a new uh, H, uh, HDS uh, fungible token uh, of, of the project. And this is the first functionality that we came, came out with. Uh, now, uh, there are a lot of projects that are ready to, to launch on Hedera that have fungible tokens. Um, it, it's sometimes it's a matter of timing. Sometimes it's a matter of strategy. Uh, that's why we decided to also, um, tap into the NFT space. That's why we have these unique NFT, uh, drops. Uh, first we had them with earthlings, which is, uh, one of the leading, uh, projects on Hedera. I think their metaverse is going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward for Headstarter to having an awesome office there in, in, uh, the earthlings land, uh, Patrick promise me that uh, our, our office will be in a prime location. And I'm really looking forward to having some of these, uh, meetings over there. One thing that we want to do in, 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 in the earthlings metaverse, uh, is whenever there's a new project that's coming along and we do this kind of like informally on discord, um, where we dissect the project from tokenomics to strategy, to viability, um, and we want, we encourage everybody to do so. And we want to do this in a, in a open town square type format. Yeah. And I envision that happening in the, in the earthlings metaverse. Uh, so we facilitated an NFT, uh, drop for them to my knowledge, I think is the first time there was an, um, NFT mint that was done through smart contracts. So the NFTs themselves were not pre-minted rather whenever anybody was on the platform and was clicking the mint button. The smart contract was actually minting the the, the uh, NFT. It was going through the Hedera random number generator to be able to assure that there is a lot of uh, uh, that that nobody can can game and try to get the more rare NFTs. Um, and right now we're doing this innovative drop with um, Citadel Wallet, and with Citadel Wallet uh, they come up came up with a very interesting concept where. They have the NFT that is associated with uh, a physical item. Uh, we call them digital NFTs. Uh, and it's in a way, it, it is like a, a pre-sale uh, or, a, or a more traditional crowdfunding event for the uh, wallet themselves. And I think it really speaks volumes to the versatility of Web3 crowdfunding platforms such as ours. And going forward, we also have a lot of exciting announcements in the works. I mean, I, I know that we've been active, but we continue to do so because over the, the, the bear market, we never stopped working. And um, there's, there's a lot of interesting projects in the pipeline that I'm very excited to, to be able to, to uh, uh, discuss with you guys uh, in the weeks and, uh, and the period to follow. But I think that one thing that really sets us apart is that um, in all the projects that we we push forward through our uh, launchpad, we take them through a thorough uh, vetting process. Uh, we try to make sure that the projects are as viable as possible because we have a responsibility towards our community and towards our uh, utility token holders to put forth to them only the projects that we believe are blue chip, they're most serious, they check all the boxes and they are primed to be successful and to really, um, yeah, uh, have legs going forward. Nice. That's why I, I just, I just wanted to mention speaking about 
security and speaking about the vetting process, uh, there's a product that we have um, released a few months back in, in with support of the Hashcraft DeFi Alliance and Saucer Swap and Stater, um, which is called the Sentinel Project. And uh, you can find it at sentinel.headstarter.org. And what it does, we took from our project vetting process, we took the elements that are most objective or binary, so to say, and we try to expose it to the community so that they can have a, a, a basic DYOR uh, to start with and whenever they consider interacting with a new project that uh, has a fungible token. So uh, this, this, uh, the, the, the um, Sentinel uh, project reports are being used currently by SaucerSwap um, and uh, their, their community votes on um, whitelisting the projects based on the, the report on Sentinel. That's exciting to hear. Cool idea. Yeah, definitely. So one of the projects, what are the projects that have launched through the Launchpad so far, Tudor? It's been Earthling, soon to be Citadel Wallet. Is there anything else by chance? Uh, no, uh, the markets have not been kind uh, with us. And uh, that's that's the reason why we are working so hard on the accelerator. Gotcha. What is the percentage you charge for the Launchpad by chance? Um, it varies gotcha. because uh, we are going to, for the projects... So we have two, two formats of, of launches. We have a standard IDO or INO, and we have an accelerated IDO and INO. And based on the amount of support that we need to, to offer for those uh, projects to launch, whether we need to do some customized uh, development on the launch pad, whether we need to do to help them with different service providers, the, the fees vary. So um, uh, there, is, there is no exact uh, percentage there. Gotcha. Okay. Is there like a percentage that varies between? Is it like three to five percent, or is it like higher than five percent? So it 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 can be higher than uh, than five percent, gotcha. um, and uh, sometimes depending on the the. So our model is knowing that the projects that we launch, we believe that they are some of the best projects that are launching in the space. Um, we also have uh, faith in their longevity. That's why uh, the model can vary because we are also comfortable with token equity. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, there is there is no uh, no, no exact uh, number there for sure. Well, that's that's great yeah. to hear. That means means you have really no limits when it comes to sort of development. You're able to do a wide variety of things and provide a lot to whatever projects are really needing. And, and not only that, um, as, as we continue to, to grow, um, we want to be able to um, support these projects with a basic uh, toolkit um, of, of, of uh, functionalities that they will be able to tap into. So let's say, for example, that you have a project that's on refi and it has a fungible token for carbon credits, let's say. Um, and then you might have an associated utility token. That utility token, for example, you might have a pre-sale to it. You might have an IDO. You need to have tre um, treasury management, uh, hopefully through a multi-sig. Uh, then whenever you will be able to, whenever you're distributing tokens to your investors, you want that to be done automatically through a smart contract. 
So the multi-sig functionality, the, um, the, the, the smart contract for token uh, vesting are some of the other components that we will be supporting projects that launch through us on demand, of course, um, to, to really help them with some of the things that probably most of the projects uh, need. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, our goal obviously is to make sure that the header ecosystem, uh, grows and, uh, this is, this is what we're, we're set out to do as our core mission at Headstarter to make sure that we offer the Hedera, uh, ecosystem, the right tools, the right support, the right mentorship, uh, services and funding so that they can expedite their growth and really uh, take them uh, from, from concept all the way to main th mainstream, uh, mainnet uh, success. And this is something that all the other layer ones have. And I feel like it's our responsibility to deliver it for Hedera. Sure. Yeah, having, having a sort of all-in-one solution like that is, is it's definitely important. And also, uh, also being kind of like a, like a liaison to the to the HBAR Foundation for projects that are that are just that are trying to build huge things, but like they, they just need some more capital, right? So it's nice that somebody has a has a voice for the little guy, so to speak. You know, yeah, that's cool. But I, I totally agree, and obviously the HBAR Foundation plays a huge role. Like uh, the yeah. Hedera, Hedera really uh, started to be on everybody's uh, radars since uh, since the HBAR Foundation came live because. I've been going to crypto conferences in 2020 and I've been telling people that we're building on Hedera and most of the people were asking what's Hedera. Um, so I'm always shocked, you know, when I see people that are allegedly in the crypto space and they don't know a top 40 market cap coin. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess it is what it is. Like right now, everybody knows about Hedera, knows about the, the, the potency of the HBAR foundation. Uh, but we don't want to fully rely on them because obviously the treasury is based on HBAR, right? Um, and we want to make sure that the we're going to continue to see funding for projects building on Hedera. Uh, and we want to make sure that this has legs. And the only way that we do that is that we can growingly detach from the dependency of grants from the foundation. Sure. Private sector, really. Yeah, and help HST really rise because I think I think that's kind of like a it's actually kind of a genius idea to as like a a, a way of raising capital um, because then you can also recycle that into helping the projects that you guys are launching. Cool yeah. idea, I like it. Yeah, it's it's not only HST uh, that, uh, uh, but but yes, indeed, we will be growingly trying to give out grants in HST. Um, but we also have other ecosystem partners that, that might be very interested in that, VC partners, et cetera. Sure. sure. I know one strategic partnership that just has been sort of announced is your partnership with Citadel and Hashpack. You mind going into that at all? Yeah. So Headstarter is uh, the launchpad and the accelerator, and we have a software development arm that's called Builder Labs. Now, Builder Labs, the first thing that we built out uh, as Builder Labs, we built out a uh, Hedera SDK wrapper. It's really the 
dev tool that really enabled us to build Head Starter so quickly. And we believe that is useful for everybody uh, building on top of Hedera. Um, it's uh, the, 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 it's called Venon JS. Um, you can find it on, uh, on the Builder Labs website, in our resources. And um, our software development arm um, is responsible for the development of, of um, Head Starter. But um, one of the early uh, advisors for Head Starter was Andy, aka HBAR to the Moon. We're very lucky to have him as part of the core team so early on. And we had him, we flew him over from LA for our coming out party, you know, with, with Hedera at, in Dubai last year. It was just around one year ago, actually. And it was great fun. And, uh, I'm really happy that he, uh, he really pursued his, his dream in really taking also Hedera to the next level through the skills that, uh, he has in, uh, in, uh, uh, aeronautics and, and in uh, working with secure hardware elements. Uh, and I think that, uh, that the partnership was, was, uh, meant to be because we have some core team that's very passionate about firmware development. So, uh, the partnership with Citadel wallet is multifold. First of all, we are supporting them, uh, on the launchpad side of things, we are supporting them with some uh, advice uh, on, on that front. But we, our software development arm is also helping uh, Citadel Wallet on the firmware development side of things. And we're looking forward to continue to nurture this, this uh, relationship. With uh, Hashpack, uh, the, the, the integration flows with them uh, on, when it comes to the... the hardware wallet side of things, but we've been working with Hashpack. We've been partners as Headstarter with Hashpack from the get-go and uh, they're awesome, uh, awesome, an awesome team. It just speaks volumes, you know, to the, um, I don't know, resourcefulness of the community. And it's just a, a heartwarming story, you know, how all these projects like uh, Hashpack, Saucer Swap, I could go on, right? They all came out from the community and were just enthusiastic community members that wanted to make a change for the better and really mm -hmm. drive the growth of the network. So hats off to them. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of great quality projects come out just from that. I mean, that's, I'm that's how we started. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we're just kind of sitting on the sidelines and we're like, hey, why don't we do something cool? Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. excellent. You know, there's everybody, like the space is so nascent. Uh, and I'm not talking about Hedera only. I'm talking about Web3 in general. Sure. Like, there's yeah. so much need for the right people in, in the space. And yeah, it, as long as we all do the, our, uh, uh, deliver on our core abilities, so to say, and we're not uh, scared to challenge ourselves, I think it's, uh, uh, we're off for an amazing uh, future in the Web3 space. Yeah, absolutely. There's tons of opportunity and, out here. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, sort of, sort of on that topic too. Um, on your your website, I found it interesting that like you you are an all in one solution. You had also mentioned uh, you also assist with community building for the for the projects that you guys help launch. How how do you guys go about that? Is that just like a mentorship thing, or is that like a like a boots on the ground type of thing, or how does how does that work? 
Well, one of the key things that I like to do with projects that are trying to come to Hedera, so there might be multi-chain projects, there might be projects that are looking for a home. Um, the first thing that, that I try to do with them is connect them with OGs in the space and not necessarily uh, people that are founders of a project. Mainly people like community members. Because you need to catch up, you need to start to have a footprint in the community, and the community warms up pretty much to a lot of of projects that are showing commitment and the right intentions. So the first thing that I I try to do, I try to set up the projects with an advisor from the space, and uh, that really helps them understand how to navigate the space better. It's not only that, but when it comes to projects coming to Hedera, I want to make sure that they don't look at it like just another blockchain, just another layer one. I want them to really try to leverage the Hedera services so that their project can become unique, so that they can have a unique value proposition when it comes to the space. I don't want necessarily to see uh, projects that are just, uh, I don't know, um, forking and um, they're trying to, 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 come up, to spin off something that's uh, necessarily working in, in other layer ones. Of course, that's important. We need lending protocols. We need, today we need oracles. We need uh, a lot of things, right? But um, I think that some of the most successful projects that are coming out of Hedera will really leverage uh, consensus service, uh, file service, um, and uh, yeah, so putting putting all of these uh, components together really can help you drive the uniqueness uh, of, 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 of a project, whatever vertical it, it addresses. Uh, but yeah, going back to your earlier question, um, I think that it's important to know how to appeal to the age barbarian population. We're still relatively small as a community, but we're uh, very enthusiastic. And um, yeah, so we, we take... We take gamification and uh, building, let's say, a product with uh, value and sustainability in mind very seriously. Sure. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you're, you're about growth, Tudor, and I really like that because you want to see everybody yeah. succeed, but you want to make sure that you're not just... You want, you're not trying to see people who don't deserve to succeed, succeed. Like, you don't want people coming into the space success... like. They achieve success, you know, and then they just leave the space and steal all the money. You don't want to see that. So that's why you're really hesitant, I can tell, when it comes to what projects you really allow to use, utilize your launch pad and utilize the things that can really accelerate their projects. And so, I mean, mm -hmm. hesitation is a great thing, uh, as well as having open arms is another great thing. But you need to always be aware of who you're allowing into your inner circle, your inner circle, really at the end of the day. And you do a, a really well job with that the, based upon the projects you already have collaborated with, of course. And I'm very excited for you guys to see what's up next. But uh, what I want to say is that I don't necessarily try to, to discriminate um, or, to, or to, 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 to try to make, I don't know, Head Starter an authority figure. Uh, we're definitely not that because I'm somebody who really appreciates people that build with enthusiasm and that uh, have the right intentions in mind. Uh, obviously, you cannot tell all the times, but I believe I, I strongly believe that some of the best projects that are currently on Hedera, some of the blue chip NFT projects, 
they uh, came from people that were very ambitious and they wanted to to make a change and uh, having ambition having a drive and having a commitment is something that is uh, i believe very important and most of the time it weighs better than having the right pedigree from uh, an awesome school university and i don't know corporate background um so yeah i i i really think that there's a fine line there and yeah you need you need to kind of like uh, be at the conjunction of both worlds and uh really look objectively into uh, into everybody and I, I said it, I say this all the time, like some projects might fail. Some projects might, I don't know, end up, uh, the founder might disappear or might quit. That's not because he didn't have the right intentions in mind. It, it, the, the reality of the, of the, of the actions that he was, he set himself out to do might be, uh, something that, that he cannot cope with. And he might have started off with the best intentions in mind. So. I always try to keep an open mind there. Yeah, not everybody coming into this space are business people at the end of the day. And that, that really can set aside whether or not you make or break it. Because, I mean, you're, you might be a quality structured artist, but once you obtain these funds, you might not know what to do next with the funds. And then that's when you start to really burn yourself dry too quickly. And we can see that all the time, not just on Hedera, but on plenty of other spaces as well. And even outside of the Web3 space, including Web2, there's so many people out there who just, you know, either do some sort of public launch where they raise a lot of money and then they burn themselves dry in less than a year because they don't know how to utilize the money at the end of the day. And it shows a lot, but at the end of the day, it comes down to just trial and error and learning from your mistakes, even if you were never really destined to make those mistakes. I couldn't agree more than yeah, it's not something a phenomenon in the Web3 space. It's in our world in yeah, general. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I have one last question for you, Tudor, but I'd love to save it till the end. So, Corbin, if there's anything else out there for you. Sure. Yeah, I uh, I just had sort of like a like a basic question about like what what are the the utilities and like the, the purpose of the NFTs that you guys have created? And then also um, HST token. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. That, that. That's a great question. So we do have uh, some NFT coins and uh, all of our uh, NFTs have a certain set of utilities. Um, and what we wanted to do through the NFTs, we wanted to make sure that... So we, we, we see a lot of... We, we saw a lot of launch pads in the other ecosystems, in, in uh, other layer ones. And a lot of them might employ uh, staking to keep, keep people committed to offset the sell pressure. But a lot of the times what you will see is that in order for uh, users to participate in, a, in an IDO launch, they might need to have a certain quota of that token. But as soon as the snapshot or that IDO ends, you might have an a off period of a few weeks until the next release. And you see a drop in, in the token price that and as people start selling off their token because they managed to enter uh, the, the, the IDO. So we wanted really to make sure that we try to offset this sell pressure through the utility NFTs. And uh, that's why we have uh, coins. Uh, we have bronze, silver, gold, and exclusive. 
each one boosts your chances of getting an IDO allocation by a certain percent. And uh, we might also, uh, some of the, uh, I think the most exclusive ones have offer you an allocation in perpetuity. Um, and we also have another set of, of um, uh, NFTs, which are um, select, we call them select and legacy OG NFTs. And these were awarded to uh, users that had faith in us early on last year uh, in June and July when we had our IDO for our token. And we, uh, we were launching in the midst of the bear market like everybody's. I think that sentiment was more negative than it is today uh, and those times. And we wanted to uh, make sure that we recognize their, their trust in us. That's why the privileges, for example, that those uh, NFTs uh, bear is that um, we, 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 we treat the holders as, uh, ver as, as our advisors for the project. And we have monthly, respectively, uh, quarterly calls with them where we tell them what we've done, what our plans are. We get their feedback and we really act upon their 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 uh, remarks and concerns as uh, normal advisors would. That's why we mentioned on our website the token, the card holders as uh, part of our advisory team. And the HSD token, as I mentioned earlier, the core functionality of it is for it to uh, serve as a gateway or a commitment uh, of holders uh, to uh, secure allocations in the upcoming launches. And we want, at, for, for, for beginning, we're trying to keep a very low barrier. That's why, for example, for the NFT raises currently, there is no uh, HSD um, threshold that users need to hold um, because we want to welcome everybody to the Hedera space. We wanted to make sure that we have a lot of few very successful launches under our belt. Um, and going forward, the HST token, we will not only have the utility that it um, serves as, as a entry pass to, uh, to, to the IDO space, but we have some other interesting gamifications uh, along the line. We have uh, something that we call uh, stake pools that are, I'm very excited about. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an interesting DeFi product that we're working on uh, that I'm, uh, I'm very excited to see launched. And... Uh, we have some, we, we're going to have increasingly um, uh, more and more uh, gate, uh, gated functionalities uh, that will really, um, let's say, drive the, the utility and the demand for the HST token going forward. And what we want to do is to make sure that there's enough velocity that the token can generate in conjunction with the head starter as an accelerator, as a launchpad to make sure that uh, you you don't see volatility in it uh, when it comes to events, certain events. You don't see as much volatility in it, and it can also secure uh, enough uh, enough volumes uh, to to offset any any uh, negative. Okay, not negative, but let's say less less favorable events. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why we're very protective with the token. We've uh, and that's something that, again, is something that uh, strikes home, you know, when it, when it comes to projects looking to raise a certain amount, right? How do you make sure that you raise the right amount so that 
your token your token uh, holders don't uh, end up holding the short side of the stick uh, uh, later on. Um, a lot of the times in the bull market, and this is generally the top of the, the, the bull market, you see projects that are have just an idea and they're uh, they're 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 looking to raise millions, but they don't know exactly why or how much. And I'm always whenever we're speaking to projects, we want to make sure that. Uh, you raise the right amount and you have a certain, uh, let's say, plan for all the proceedings of your raise. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, that you have the runway, but also you don't expose yourself to uh, a lot of sell pressure, so to say, uh, for your token, token going forward. And that's why we're, we pride ourselves in making sure that our, our token will, be, uh, will have the right growingly many utilities uh, as well as uh, it, it would be very, very uh, useful in multiple ways interacting with the platform and the app. Exciting. Awesome. You guys are doing great, Tudor. I mean, you're killing the game already mm -hmm. and look forward to everything else coming into 2023. But moving into 2023, what can we expect from Head Starter? Wow. That, that's that, that's a that's a great question. So we we only started 2023, and we want to make sure that uh, let's say we don't necessarily rely on these uh, bull and bear cycles for them to dictate the amount of innovation that comes into space. My uh, my uh, main um, let's say priority is to make sure that we build out formally. The accelerator. We make. We want to make sure that we release it successfully, and we have uh, some of the best projects part of the accelerator. The the community would be fronted with them, and wanting to make sure that these projects will also come to to mainnet this year. Um, so the accelerator program, as, along as with all the other components, whether that's the um, uh, funding avenues, the service provider partnerships, they all come together under the accelerator umbrella and we'll be able to make sure that we're going to have some successful uh, projects come to life uh, this year. We do have a good pipeline of projects. As I mentioned earlier, um, some projects might opt or might not need acceleration, but um, we want to, to make it a, a standard that you're going to have at least, uh, let's say, three or four um, projects that are launching on Headstarter every quarter. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward for that thing to really be successful. We're, we're, we're uh, all pulling together and, uh, and burning ourselves out through over the past year or so to make sure that this is reality. And yeah, we want to make sure that uh, Hedera not only gets the right recognition from the crypto markets at large, but we also want to make sure that the projects coming out of Hedera really are um, set themselves apart in comparison to, to the ones in the other space. So 2023 is an important year. Uh, it's still a year in which we have time to build out the infrastructure. Uh, the last thing that we'd want is to uh, to to not be not be ready for for what's uh, in my opinion mass inevitable. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly 2023 is the year of growth for head starter i'm looking forward to it all and it seems as if you guys are killing it already that is it from me corbin i'm not too sure if you have any more 
That's it from me, my friend. Well, Tudor, it's been a true pleasure. If there's anything else you'd like to say to leave off on a good note, by all means, now's the time. But I truly appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys having me. It's been swell uh, catching up. Looking forward to doing this probably a lot more frequently. Um, maybe we can find some other avenues in which we can we can uh, uh, highlight through the Alt Kings some of the leading projects that are coming up in the space. I think that uh, making sure that we uh, raise awareness when it comes to the uniqueness of the Hedera uh, Hashgraph technology will really uh, help propel this space uh, faster. Definitely. And it's been a privilege to to speak with you guys today. I'm really happy that we finally got the time to do it. And um, yeah, stay tuned. There's a lot of things that are coming out of Headstarter. Uh, Citadel Wallet is dropping at the end of the month. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to have some other interesting uh, events uh, that I'm very excited for. And I cannot wait to share it with everybody. I'm going for that golden night. That's for sure. But hey, we should definitely host a Twitter space sometime. That'd be a fun time as well. I see you guys do a lot of those. Definitely. definitely. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you once again, Tudor. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Alt Kings Podcast, and we will see you all next episode. Peace. Nice.